This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, it's Dr. Kate, and I'm going to do a few episodes on hips. Um, I myself had a really painful hip injury last year, and it took me about six months to rehab it to the point where I could do my yoga practice like I like to, move my leg out to the side and sleep in a position I normally do, and do general things that I do throughout my day pretty easily. So that was my personal injury. Um, And usually I'm not the kind of, I don't have a lot of injuries. I do have dealt with headaches throughout from high school till now. And I They're very stress-related, but beyond that, this is like the only health thing that I've really had to work through, knock on wood. So, and also my dad is going to be having hip replacement surgery next month. So, two different issues for both of us, and I see hip issues in the office all the time, but this is just my personal um story for it. So this episode is going to be on how I developed a hip issue. And it wasn't a single injury or a fall or something singularly traumatic. It was a gradual deterioration of the area and um, not doing the things that I know that I needed to do. So you really have to go back to how my childhood and how I'm predisposed to doing things. And when you're aware of these things, then it makes it easy to avoid injuries that are going to crop up. So because I'm in this field, I knew that I was predisposed to this injury. And I usually do what I call prehab exercises, which so rehab is something you do after you've had an injury, prehab is something you do to prevent an injury. So I know this about myself. I know I'm predisposed to having this kind of thing happen, but I got lazy. I didn't do my prehab exercises and I developed an injury and it really gave me a reality check that I have to take the time to do these things or I will be in a lot of trouble and it could have been worse and it could have led to surgery or something like that. But thankfully I was able to get myself out of that really painful point. So, um, how it all started, the, the most painful part of it was last winter and I had been just really busy with, a move and remodeling and all these things. So I stopped doing my prehab exercises in the fall of last year. So 2020. And then by January, I had excruciating pain in my left hip whenever I externally rotated it. 
or when you're in a seated position and I would bring it out to the side. So if I was lying in bed and brought my left knee up and out to the side, it was so sharp, it would wake me up. I couldn't even sit at the head of my treatment table because I would have to bring my knees apart to have them on either side of the headrest. I would have to do a half kneeling position at its worst. Um, I couldn't do sit, sit cross-legged, so I couldn't do lotus pose in my Ashtanga practice. I couldn't do a lot of the seated um, stuff. I won't bore you with the Sanskrit names, but there are a lot of poses that I could still do fine on my right side, but I was completely, it, it wasn't the kind of pain where you're thinking, oh man, I am really tight. I am just going to, you know, stretch it and push into it. And it's just going to loosen up. No, this is like a sharp, I cannot go any further thing. So it, there is, Whenever I give exercises to patients, I'll say, if it feels tight, that's fine. Just don't go into that pace of sharpness. Um, and typically, people can feel the difference for that. So for me, this is hit a place of sharpness. So when you think of what the hip looks like, you've got the top of the femur, which is that long leg bone, and then sticking out of the side is this like ball. And it sits in a cup-like surface that's in the pelvis. So the ball should sit here and it right in the center of the cup. And it should, as your leg's moving, it should move nice and smoothly in that cup. And if you can think of it, think of it as the rough bony edges bumping on something. And you also have your... Um, labrum in there so you can have labral tears sometimes they give you that sharp sensation you can have what's called a cam lesion that can give you those sharp sensations or you can just have degeneration of the joint that can give you those sensations so i wasn't sure exactly what had happened but i knew it was one of those three things um and why was i not surprised healthy, I'm active, I'm not really that old, why would I be having this excruciating sharp hip pain besides the fact that I hadn't been really working out, just running around doing moving type stuff and I don't I sit a lot at, you know editing and in my um, online stuff but mostly in the office I'm up and moving and around and stuff like that so not super sedentary I'll explain that to you. So why, why was I not surprised by this? So in my early years, I've always been predisposed to almost like Gumby hips flexibility. Um, since I was a little kid, I think we started dancing at like four years old and I could always do full splits, full straddles, slide in and out from one to the next both sides, extremely, extremely flexible. Dance, gymnastics, cheerleading, all the way through college. And then once I got out of college and grad school, I got into yoga, which just fed right into that with um, 
some more extreme poses with a lot of a lot of um, arm balances and flexibility stuff and expecting a lot out of my hip joints. And the thing with being really hypermobile is that you might not rely on your strength to get you there. Just your body is a is a wizard at being a compensator. So if they can get to point A, they will, you know, do whatever they need to do to get there, even if it's not quite the most biomechanical sound way to get there, because it's still accomplishing what you want it to do. So being super flexible, I could cheat things. I could for example, if you know what a back walkover is in gymnastics, you have to have some strength to do it. You're going backwards, you're kicking your legs over your head, and then you have to come back up. And I was so flexible in my hips and back that I could bend so far that it was easier for me to get up without much strength because I could just go be myself back up. Um, so there are a lot of instances like that that I think I leaned heavily into the things I'm good at, like the flexibility, and neglected the strength aspect. So with all that hypermobility, my ligaments are much, um, I give much more play in that joint. So if your top of your femur, that ball, is supposed to be sitting right in the center of the hip socket joint, and it's kind of sloshing back and forth to give it a little bit of that extra mobility. It is not going to be centered within that joint. It's not going to be centrated. Combine on top of that. So you've got these lax ligaments that aren't keeping it nice and snug in there. And then you've got muscles playing into it. So all these different muscles are attaching in and around the femur controlling where it sits in the hip joint. And if you have some um, imbalances in those muscles, then it's going to pull the head of the femur in one direction or the other. So then once it's not centered and some asymmetries are pulling it one way or the other, you're going to get that rubbing, grinding. That's where those cam lesions happen. That can be where you get a labral tear. And if left, unchecked, it's going to give you degeneration of the joint, leading maybe to a hip replacement like my dad. Um, so that is something I knew about myself because of the work that I'm in. Um, and I made active steps to kind of avoid that. And it really it tied in for me with um, my work after having kids because your core and your pelvic floor and working on those areas really helps your hip health. It helps to centrate those joints. And so it was easy to do one with the other because they're kind of similar and they all tie in together. So I was really good about it after I had kids because I was already doing it for that stuff. So that is the why does someone who has these extraordinarily flexible hips, which people equate with being good, could actually present a problem later on. So we've got this perfect storm 
You stop doing your exercises and then you get kicked in the teeth with a terrible, terrible injury. And I can tell you that doing 10 minutes every other day of exercises to prevent it was way easier than rehabbing it because rehabbing it was much longer and um, took way more effort and time. So I would say I was also look back to my Instagram posts. I did some hip mobility um, checks to see as my progress went along, but by summer I could um, do my stronger practice. Now it still feels tight, but it doesn't have any of that sharpness that I had experienced um, last year. So it's been a year and I don't have any sharpness and I can fully practice my um, Ashanga yoga practice, but it does feel tight, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because do you really need a huge amount of play in that joint? I am willing to sacrifice a little bit of that extra play in my hip joint if it means I won't be getting a hip replacement soon. So now for my dad, he is getting a hip replacement next month and he's actually weirdly flexible for a guy and probably people who know him wouldn't think this about him, but um, he he actually does have some flexibility, but his sports weren't dance or gymnastics or anything like that. It was basketball, football, motocross, golf. So more um, contact type impact sports. So his might have been more wear and tear. I mean, they're both wear and tear issues, but more one's more impact and one's more of uh, degeneration through that play, that laxity of the ligaments. Um, so two different things, both equaling, you know, this, that same end point. Um, but I will go in to what I did to help my, um, my hip issue next week. And I will, give you some of the key points. And this is a, an interesting thing is that you would think it would be all the muscles right around just that hip joint, but a lot of it is working other areas that help to uh, centrate the joint and keep your core stable. So check in next week and we'll go over those. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.